Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. Is QuickBooks slowing your business down? Do you have challenges managing inventory, project profitability, or just getting paid fast enough? Get your business to a better place and graduate to NetSuite today. Stop paying for multiple systems that don't give you the information you need when you need it. Ditch the spreadsheets and all the old software you've outgrown. Now is the time to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place, instantaneously. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in revenue, save time and money with NetSuite. Join the over 24,000 companies using NetSuite right now. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com info. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash info, netsuite.com slash info. Welcome in to DC On Screen. This is DC On Screen episode 189. Mm. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! Holy crap, guys. We have so much news. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of news. Yeah. And yeah. The you know PR what? guys have been busy. Yeah. We're recording on a Monday. And purportedly, and I'll get to this in a minute, but purportedly there's going to be some big news dropping on Tuesday Mm -hmm. that we're just not going to get to until next week. We'll post it on our Facebook page, though, obviously. Uh, By the way, we have got a ton of Facebook likes now. Yeah. Ramp it up. We have reached the 2,000 mark. Ramp it up. Yeah, man. We're coming for Uh, you. So if you'd like to join in the chaos and go over there and get some news updates and talk to us and... I don't know, other DC comics fans who are enjoying our shit. So, go over there. Do that. Uh, Facebook.com slash DC on screen. So, jumping right into the news, we're going to get into video games real quick. Because, like, last week we stopped recording and then we looked at Facebook and Rocksteady had posted a trailer for Batman Arkham VR. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it's just close-ups of the mask, close-ups of Batman. And there's a wonderful voiceover from Mark Hamill's Joker <laughs> that uh, that ends if uh, ends with if you find a mask that fits, you never have to take it off. Mm. You thought I was going to do the Hamill voice, didn't you? I wouldn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> There'll if be other you time. find a mask that fits, you never have to take it off. I can't do it. <laughs> see. Um. So throughout the week, other things kind of uh, came out with uh, in regards to uh, WB Games and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Timothy J. Cipolla, Cipolla? I don't know how to pronounce the name. I'm sorry. I butchered it. Over at Engadget.com wrote a pretty awesome review of the, uh, of the Batman Arkham VR. Uh, it does have some spoilery stuff in it, so I'm not going to talk about it really too much. But um, he, he, t- he talks about how, you know, you, it pretty much looks like you're Batman. It, yeah. It feels like you're Batman. You're in the Bat Cave. Um, and he went into some detail about um, how they didn't, um, how you, they don't have the queasy factor in there. And it takes you out of it a little bit, but he, how he would rather have that than be queasy mm-hmm. from the uh, 
from the game. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't understand games. I'm not. I'm not a gamer. I don't really don't know. I. It, it's only certain games that I can get into in uh, in real detail. But man, mm-hmm. this this whole thing's starting to starting to look like it's worth dropping some bucks on. Yeah, and I don't know if uh, there seems to be some idea that it might not be like it's not going to be like a full Arkham game. It's going to be like two two and a half hours to get through it. So it might be just a uh, it might just be like a ten twenty dollar add on or something. It's hard to say. I and I if I understand how the the process works and how it used to work, uh, it's it's kind of it's new tech. So you're not going to get full length versions of mm-hmm. things up front. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, it's just a matter of what you can store on a disc. It, yeah. you have to have the the technology has to develop. Yeah. Now, uh, WG, uh, bleh, <laughs> double, WB Games president David Haddad uh, was talking about more Arkham style games. Uh, he says DC is an enormous DC is an enormous property for our entire company, and we're thrilled that games can really support franchise building at almost the same level as movies and television can. Uh, I like that he knows that. Get, we get asked the question, are you making movie games? And that is so far from the way that we approach the business and the, in- and the industry. Fundamentally, these things have to work as great games and great game franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did dodge that question about whether or not there's going to be more individual Arkham-style games. He says, all of our internally owned console studios are very busy on their next projects, though. So, I'm pretty sure there's more coming. You don't dodge a question like that. <laughs> Like, eh, well, I mean, you don't necessarily <laughs> dodge. Like, you you might dodge it if um, you hadn't actually figured that out yourself. If it was still on the table, right. there's you've still got a few developers going. Come on, we got some ideas. Let me do this. Mm-hmm. Or I, I I can't imagine it's the money guys going. Oh, you probably shouldn't do that. Um, <clears throat> right. The the money guys are pretty happy with this franchise so far. Mm-hmm. Except for the PC parts. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just been brutal. Yeah. The bean counters are wagging their fingers at that one, though. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to jump right, really quick over to our sponsor, Loot Crate. Um, Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that includes licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that is it. It's over. Uh, go over to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up to save $3 off on any new subscription. Uh, it is the 20th as of this recording, so there is, I, the dystopia has ended. It's I'm over. Sorry. That sorry, seems guys. fitting. Um, but you know, they'll have more stuff coming. <laughs> I, I, like, there are so, I don't think they've that, announced that next month all, yet, but. That works on all the the loot crates, man. They have a Firefly loot crate over there. Yeah, you guys have heard me talk about how much I love Firefly. Oh so. yeah, I second. Go uh, <laughs> go check that out. Uh, they've even got a limited edition Ghostbusters crate. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. So anyway, uh, that's the plug. No reason to go hang up on us now. Or not hang up? What? <laughs> They're not listening on a phone. Well, maybe they are, but they don't have to hang up on us. That, you can't that hang up sense. on an app, as as far as I know. Although phone, it, it's phone dot app now, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so David Fuchs, the guy, I I don't know how the, if that's how you pronounce his name or not, but he's the guy that wrote the Wonder Woman screenplay. Mm. He uh, put up a picture on Instagram of Lobo, and it was like classic mm. Lobo. Mm. And he was he's the one that's attached to writing the Lobo script. Hmm. Or was attached to writing the, writing the Lobo script, so maybe that's back on. Maybe I don't know. We don't know. No I, one knows. There have been rumblings that it's 
it's still in the cards. That's all. That's all that. That's all that's really out there is rumbles. Just, just a mm-hmm. little bit of scuttlebutt. So two new Suicide Squad posters have been released since the last episode, man. We've got hmm. a poster with sort of like it's a mushroom cloud, and it's like the characters' faces coming out of. It's like a mushroom cloud made up of the characters of Suicide Squad and uh, like cartoon uh, guts and, and viscera, viscera in general, eyes and yeah. stuff, yeah, and weapons. It looks pretty cool. It does. Um, I like how they have, you know, hardly centered there in between uh, Amanda Waller and Deadshot. Yeah. And then at the bottom, you have like Slipknot and Enchantress. Okay, well, I'm starting to get an idea of the, the hierarchy here in this movie. <laughs> um, I'm like, uh-huh, Enchantress is a red herring. She's going to be the main bad guy, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I um, I, I like the, the bowels and ums. <laughs> Uh, and David Ayer also put out a uh, a picture of it's a bowl of soup, uh, soup uh, cereal. <laughs> cereal? Uh, it's a bowl of cereal. God, what is wrong with me today? I, I, I don't know you'll what's get happened. there. You'll get there. I know. Like, there's something wrong with me. Have faith. Long time listeners will know there's always something wrong with me. It's mm. just not uh, usually this quite. Uh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh little icons of the characters. Yeah. As uh, as um, marshmallows in cereal in a cereal yeah bowl. like lucky kinda, charms kind of reminds me of lucky charms yeah or yep. whatever sugary substance they crystallize long enough to sell a product at any given time yeah and there are also other shapes like uh well there's a bullet that there's looks a, like there's a definitely dick. a bullet oh that bullet bullets. looks like a dick all bullets are phallic i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah but this i, I think the physics off. actually this justify like that but uh <clears throat> Though based on Makes based on uh, some of the reports we've gotten from Suicide Squad, it might not be a bullet. It might actually just be a dildo that Jared Leto <laughs> had on set. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> a damn person, would it? Look at all those baseball bats and katanas hanging around. There's some boomerang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bunch of bullseyes. Now, um, them, whatever that thing is on Enchantress's head. <laughs> there is a uh, an interview with Yahoo Movies where uh, Ayer was. Uh, talking about how uh, he was pushing for realism in the cast. And uh, he says, The rehearsal was very intense. It wasn't a normal rehearsal. We had talked about their lives, their history, and really got them to open up as people to each other. I also had them fight. (laughs) I had them fight each other. You learn a lot about who a person really is when you punch them in the face. Mm -hmm. He gets rid of a lot of the actor stuff. (laughs) He apparently did this on Fury as well. I don't know. It's a cool method, though. Hmm? I, I do agree. It's a cool method, though. I mean, you you yeah. you do know someone a lot better once once one of your fists has hit the other one. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about a person, wrestling them. So it's also come out that Ayer was uh, talking about the tats for Harley and Joker. Um, as for Joker, he says uh, the tattoos tell a very specific story, and eventually people will decipher them down. Uh, sorry, decipher them and understand what's going on. But obviously, they're contentious. Anytime you do anything new, it's contentious. There's there's very specific stories and Easter eggs in those tattoos, and even his teeth. There's an entire story behind that, which is absolutely canon. It's putting his history on his body. This Joker is a little more working class, who I believe could live in our world. Um, I also read a thing where he was talking about they um, actually looked into, because Joker's always been a gangster in the comics, he looked into yeah. what Joker would look like if 
he was a gang like a drug dealer gangster in today's world um actually i think they talked about this on the suicide squad cast as well um but they actually went into like they started looking up uh, Mexican drug cartel lords and, and shit over on Instagram mm-hmm. and kind of tailored some of those looks to the Joker's weaponry and his like tats and all of that. That is unfortunately a, a you're going to get a lot of results on that when you do it. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to play with. Mm-hmm. So uh, talking about Harley's tattoos, he said she did those herself in prison. They're stick and poke tato- tattoos, prison style tattoos that you mm. do when you don't have a tattoo gun. Yeah. She did them herself out of boredom and desperation. There's an I heart pudding, a Joker face, <laughs> a love heart. That's obviously reflective of her time in prison. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean, some of the fans were were kind of pissed off because the tats were like facing the wrong way; they were upside down and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why. <laughs> They don't provide a lot of mirrors in prison. Yeah. Mirrors can also become shanks mm. if treated correctly. I accidentally shanked myself on a mirror one time. It wasn't even See? broken. See? I'm incredibly <sighs> clumsy, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely broken one and found my foot shanked. And it was a round mirror. Now that is difficult. <laughs> That's very special. <laughs> The Suicide Squad soundtrack has been released. Um, you want to know what's on it? Yeah. Okay. Because if you don't, I'm going to read them anyway. That's fine. Purple, so I'm going to be excited purple, about it instead. <laughs> purple Lamborghini by Skrillex and Rick Ross. All right. Sucker for Pain, Lil Wayne, Wiz Khalifa, and Imagine Dragons with Logic, Ty Dolla, Sign, and X Ambassadors. Jesus. Uh, Heathens by 21 Pilots, which is actually the first single and is has already been released. It sounds yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Standing in the Rain by Action Bronson and Dan Auerbach of the Black Keys, featuring Mark Ronson. Gangsta by Kalani. No Better by Kevin Gates. You Don't Own Me by Grace, featuring g Easy. Without Me by Eminem. Wreak Havoc by Skylar hmm. Gray. Medieval Warfare by Grimes. Bohemian Rhapsody by Panic at the Disco. Ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Slipping into Darkness by War. Fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. And I Started a Joke by Confidential MX featuring Becky Hansen. All right. That's that's an, that's an interesting soundtrack. and I'm pretty sure I'm kind of going to like that and not know why. <laughs> I, I mean, you know. I'm a little disappointed it's not the Queen Bohemian Rhapsody. But. Ah, we've heard it how many times, you know? Yeah, and you know, everyone already owns it. It's not like you can't just slip it in there if you wanted to. I mean, it's we're definitely at the point with Bohemian Rhapsody that I am with like every Beatles song. I, I know them all too well, so yeah, just go ahead and try your version. I'll probably won't like mm-hmm. it as much, but go ahead and try your version. Let's let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, Soundgarden, try Come Together. I remember saying the same thing about... Um, Oh gosh, what's that stupid band's name? <laughs> it was a Bob Dylan song that um, something corporate did. Oh, and okay. I, I just laughed heartily when I saw that they did it, and I went, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, right. let's see how this goes." Let's go. Why not? <laughs> Do it. Uh, Do it. <clears throat> I listened to it like once and never listened to it again. Right. That should tell you. Um, James Wan is excited to silence jokes about Aquaman. He says, I'm a big fan of what Jeff Johns did with his new take on Aquaman with the new 52. I think for the first time we get to see Aquaman as a superhero that definitely isn't the butt of superhero jokes. Uh, I think there's something very exciting about that. Well, I would have given him some Peter David stuff, but, you know, that works. (laughs) (laughs) Can't have everything. 
So uh, the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition 4K Blu-ray is going to be the first 100 gigabyte Blu-ray. I, I, I heard it described as literally the biggest film release of all time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be released on a 100 gigabyte triple layer disc. Cheers. This is the first time a major film studio has utilized the triple layer disc. That's that's crazy. That is. Oh, that is. I and it it should be worth it for anyone who's got equipment that can really harness that. Because mm-hmm. again, I've said it before. No one ever said the film wasn't gorgeous. No mm-hmm. one. No one has said, Oh man, the film looks shitty. No. <laughs> you didn't like the story, you didn't like anything, fine, but it was beautiful and you know it. Yeah. And in case you don't remember, it comes out July 19th, so you can go ahead and order that through Amazon. Um, it's got <coughs> over two Pre-orders hours of extras. Accepted. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. Mm-hmm. And importantly, uh, an extra 30 minutes of footage, if you get the Ultimate Edition, I mean. I don't think it's... I, right. The way I, yeah. I've, I've understood it, I'm not sure the 4K has the Ultimate Edition extra footage. No, it does. It does? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So this if you... is the this that's the that's the 100 gigabyte triple layer disc edition. That's the Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. Excellent. That's the 4K version. It also includes the theatrical cut and over two hours of extras. Excellent. All right. Um, that extra 30 minutes of footage, uh, from what I'm hearing, is, is you know I'm not I'm not saying it solves everything, but for for a lot of people it might solve some things. And from even yeah, the trailers that we've seen, it, it looks like it has a couple of extra answers. Like it fleshes out a few things where you thought, hey, why did we get from here to here so quickly? Mm-hmm. There are a couple of minutes that give you a little answer to that. I hope. We've got to wait eight more days for a digital release so I can find out for sure. Yeah. Now, there was a report that they were pushing back the digital release to the uh, July 19th, but then like that report got like deleted. Like I, c- I can't find it anywhere anymore. I don't know what's the point. It, the, the movie's leaked. Yeah. What, what, just go ahead and take the money. <laughs> so uh, new Flash director Rick Famuyiwa mm-hmm. uh, put up on his Instagram, look who I ran into in the streets of London with a little wink. And uh, it was Ezra Miller and Ray Fisher. Aw. Aw. Flash and Cyborg! Flash and Cyborg! Are they going to buddy cop those guys? I, mean, that's... I think it, uh, well, Diane Nelson was talking about it, uh, you know, not Diane Nelson, uh, Deborah Snyder was talking about that a few ah, months ago, okay. talking about Ray Fisher being in the Flash movie, which has led to a lot of fans online, you know, rumoring that there's not going to be a Cyborg movie now, and there might not be, but is that really so bad? It depends. Depends on how much we love Cyborg when we really meet him. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I just said a factual thing. It depends on how much you loved him in the movie when they get the focus group things back. Right. When they look at all the data, like it, to me, it's not a coincidence that Wonder Woman is like forefront on the DVD release. Mm-hmm. Who, who? Let me ask you, Dave. Who went over extremely well during this movie? Um, Lex Luthor. Right. Yeah. The uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Diane is coming up front. It's like she's popping up front on the DVD <laughs> to say, "All right, it's, it's okay, guys. I've got this." Oh, so you know what Wonder Woman don't got? What that? Well, Diane Nelson says that she will have no invisible jet in her movie. Okay, I, I forget who the hell I saw point this out, but prove it. It's an invisible jet. <laughs> I'm sharing someone else's punchline. Yeah. I forget whose. But, yeah, uh, you could just tell me in editing, oh, it's sitting back there in the background. Cool. All right. Well, on our, awesome. On our Facebook page, uh, Jacob Raspberry of Screen Explosion Podcast uh, he's a buddy of mine, buddy of ours, I, I suppose. You've met Jacob, haven't you? I, I have um, once, at least. Yeah, so uh, he said, how would you be able to tell? Uh, ah, there we go. Or if it was. Uh, <laughs> Infallible point, point to was, me. My point was, 
my point was without the invisible jet, they can never have that badass tagline I've been waiting. I've been waiting for, looking forward to. Uh, you'll never see her coming. <laughs> <laughs> but you will. You'll look up and go. Why is that body in a sitting position floating through the air? You see, they they always had that on the Super Friends and stuff, and I was always like, as a kid, I would watch that and be like. Well, I watch Star Trek, and when they, like, cloak the ship on Star Trek, you don't see just a bunch of Romulans floating through space. Just floating through space, yeah. <laughs> when you watch Legends of Tomorrow, they cloak their ship, but you don't see them floating around through the... No, you, it cloaks them as well. I, I, I know, I know, but it, I, I, it's canon that, that, that you can actually see it. <laughs> you can see her flying her jet. Oh, People floating around behind her. that is. Hey, Darwin Cook drew it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you saw her and a bunch of dripping blood. <coughs> oh man! So yeah, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Thomas Wayne, and I was hoping. I, I've been kind of hoping that there was a reason that they picked him. I, I just now, figured Snyder fell in love with him while he was doing Watchmen. Or sure, if there was anything earlier, I didn't. I didn't know about it, but still. But uh, here's the thing, though. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, even though this isn't, you know, no one's talk, saying this is real, this is going to definitely happen. Oh, God, no. But no. He says he would love to play Batman in Flashpoint. And that would be fine. Just plain fine. He said, I would love to play that Batman. It would be very cool. Are you effing insane? Of course I'd be interested. <laughs> Man, I would love it. I would definitely love it. That's the response you're supposed to have. Are you effing insane? Of course I would be interested. <laughs> Um, so a bunch of, uh, reporters and journalists went over to London. Oh, wait, hold on. And, uh, he, he wasn't the only one out of that, uh, out of that cast that, that got, uh, suggested for things. Oh. Um, Patrick Wilson. Who did he, who did he come up as? Um, give me two. Ocean seconds. Master? Yes, that was the one. Yeah, there's, there's been a hint for a while that James, w- James one hinted at Patrick Wilson being an Aquaman a while ago, and then he hinted at it again in a podcast, but it wasn't like official news Ah, oh, we just saw a little hint here and there i just thought it was yeah. weird that like in the same week two two of the watchmen came out i'm like i'd like to be in the new films like a month after rebirth did all its stuff <laughs> i know i you know i i wouldn't kick it out of bed if watchmen was part of the cinematic universe <laughs> no <laughs> no one bit if they want to pull in dr manhattan are we by the way we are we are past the point of having to say spoilers on that right i i you know if not, too bad. I am going to ask for forgiveness rather than permission if we are not past that point. Well, I mean, I write spoiler spoilers <laughs> on like every episode. So hopefully you've, you've anyway. thought ahead. But yeah, so a bunch of journalists went over to London. Apparently, something's going to go down tomorrow by our you know recording. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Tuesday. Today is. So we'll you're talk listening. about that next week. But um, so Sean O'Connell. One of the uh, one of the journalists tweeted picked up a ton of DC movies. Fans on my flight home wonder why. Tuesday morning, brace for it, folks. Eric Vespa says gonna have a ridiculously in-depth series of articles about an upcoming tentpole flick hitting the site Tuesday morning. Stay tuned. Now, Sean O'Connell is the movie content director of Cinema Blend, and Eric Vespa is an established movie critic. So. Uh, whatever. I, I'm assuming something's happening tomorrow. Something, some big I, Justice League brouhaha. Something. I mean, I would think they would start that train since it comes out November 17th, 2017. It should be starting up soon. Yeah. The, the real hype factor. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, uh, well, you start to kind of ride the peak of the wave as Suicide Squad's gearing up to really push it. And um, mm-hmm. you just got to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, so Amber Heard, who has been, re- she's been cast as Mara uh, in, in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, there's some, some issues going down with her. Uh, last month, she filed for divorce and obtained a domestic violence restraining order against Johnny Depp. Uh, oh. She says he hit her in the face with an iPhone. I forgot that and was the same she, person for a second. I just glanced yeah, at she, like covers and grocery store checkout things and went, uh huh, uh huh. I yeah, not my business, right? Well, she's got she's got proof, but she was supposed to go to a she was supposed to go to a trial and um, she didn't, and claimed she had to go to uh, London to get fitted for her Mara costume. Mm-hmm. But she didn't show up there, and apparently they're saying that she was not, can't quote, camera ready for the role but because she's apparently lost like 20 pounds due to all the stress that's going on. There are a whole bunch of sites that are saying that she's about to get fired. I, I, some of them are actually clickbaiting, saying she's definitely already fired. Um, if if I don't uh, think she's going to, I hadn't put together the pieces on that being the same person because I I just have not even glanced at the at the rest of the headline. Um, mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm understanding the whole picture, there's not if you type in Amber Heard right now, you're gonna be you're gonna have to fight through the clickbait to find a real story. Yes, it's just it's gonna be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to figure out what Amber Heard. Right. Right. Um. No, but you know, obviously, this is a hard time for for the actress. Um, for so. any any number of reasons, something's not right. Yeah, things aren't so, going well. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I hope that gets better. Anytime you lose twenty yeah, pounds absolutely. that quickly, something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, don't really know what's going on with her. But uh, hope things get better. I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't say that is definitely, uh, I wouldn't say she's fired at this point. No, but it, I, un- I, I don't think unfortunately though, movies can't be delayed too long. I mean, if, if something happens, yeah, sometimes can't. you have to just say like, honey, I'm sorry. That's not, I know this is not your fault, but we, we have to do this. It like the show must yeah. go on thing happens. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's not, it's not impossible. Yeah. No, it's not impossible. I just don't, I honestly don't think. Warner Brothers. I think Warner Brothers would put it off as long as they could, just because it would it would be such bad press if they fired her. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of hoping this thing sorts itself out a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are people freaking out right now. But uh, anyway, so some episode or bleh, some episodes jumping over to TV. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, I just typed have- in uh, Amber Heard and Mira. And I can, uh-huh. s- just scrolling down the first page, I can see this same story, the same clickbait, and, and I'm counting now seven languages. Wow. I'm including English. Seven languages. Mm-hmm. Dear goodness. All right. Moving on. Jumping over to television, we have some premiere dates. Woo! And they're about what we thought they would be. Uh, Lucifer and Gotham, or Gotham and Lucifer, uh, respectively, in their... In their airing status, slot. yeah. Right. September 19th. Supergirl, Monday, October 10th. The Flash, Tuesday, October 4th. Arrow is Wednesday, October 5th. And Legends of Tomorrow is Thursday, October 13th. Okay. Yeah. October's going to be busy then. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's pretty much the same as they always <laughs> do in October. Yeah. And Gotham's probably going to um, do that thing to us they do every year where they, they come in and they push strong really early. And then they're off the uh, air for so long that we fucking forget what's happening. <laughs> 
I swear, when they came back from break this year, I actually didn't like. I didn't click through the uh, the previously on. I sat uh-huh. there and was like, "Yes, yes, Jim, tell me what happened," because I don't even remember anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> so Gotham. Speaking of Gotham, is adding. Mm. It looks like they're adding Black Mask. I'm starting to hear that. They uh, the little in-universe viral site, the Gotham Chronicle. Mm-hmm. They uh, published an article on uh, Janus Cosmetics, which okay. is uh, the. It was uh, It played a prominent role in uh, the history of Roman Sionis, mm-hmm. who was the Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Um, he inherited the company from his father, and uh, then Bruce Wayne bought it, and he got pissed off at Bruce Wayne, which is why he hates Bruce Wayne. Of course. Hopefully that'll happen here. I'd love to see little Bruce Wayne as being like a CEO. Like I don't. I know that you're not. He wouldn't have it until he was 18. But if he was like pulling strings with Lucius or something, like yeah. had Lucius just doing whatever he wanted him to. That'd be awesome. Um, I, w- I, you know, I just I just clicked on the site to see, but I um I'd really like to know like a, a more about the first thing you see. The featured story on uh, GothamChronicle.com is into the night, and it's got a little bit more of an in depth like a little. Clo- a little bit of a closer look at some of the people that actually walked off that bus. Uh-huh. I don't know what to tell you. Not a clue. <laughs> I, I don't... I I have no idea what I... There's one guy that has a mask on his face in a manner that might be Banish. And he's kind of uh-huh. strong looking. Uh-huh. I would not comfortably be able, be able to tell you that might be Bane. I feel like I'm overstepping even saying that. Uh-huh. I, the, the rest of it's just nonsense. <laughs> Just absolute <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. There's a guy in parachute pants with a bag head. I don't freaking know what's happening here. <laughs> and then there's one guy that's just like, he looks like he's in pajamas. Like, well, yeah. well coiffed hair. Looks like uh-huh. decent shoes. Yeah. Looks like he's walking out to grab know, his man. Sunday morning paper. You know? Like the dog yeah. brought him his slippers. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> Oh man! It also mentions the Janus Cosmetics to open new store. Yeah, yeah. So um, Corey Michael Smith is saying that uh, season three is going to have some parallels with the uh, presidential election. Mm-hmm. I don't really don't know how it wasn't grossly elaborated upon. Oh, we shall wait. Yeah, actually, that kind of bumps me out. I don't want that at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have it. Get used I to guess. it. I guess. Get used to it. So, uh, the Lucifer writers have been answering some questions. One fan asked, will the things, be- will the things between the devil and the detective heat up in season two? They said, good, qu- hmm, good question. No, Can't answer that, but things are always heated with the devil. It's a bad question and a bad answer. I know. And someone else said, I have a question. <sighs> will Tom Ellis have some badass scenes again? Because they're epic. And the Lucifer writers wrote, in all caps, yes, yes, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. They also shared a picture of him singing. Okay, well, I mean, did, did they think him singing was the badass parts of this? Because no. I don't think so, but they, they did, they seem to be saying that, you know. Him throwing people with said, one arm was the badass parts of this. Right, right. They actually had a picture of him singing, like, behind the scenes, like, recording himself singing, and then it said, it begins. So, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I would like to think that just means that Tom Ellis sings on the set all the time, and they kind of can't stop him. Like he just, he just. I don't think so. Apparently, like it was a really big hit. It was like the episodes where he sings and ha- plays piano is a really big thing. Like the fans really love that. So <sighs> we're gonna get more of that. Well, do your Rolling Stones cover and sod it. For 
God's sake. <laughs> Tyler Hoechlin has been cast as Superman Woo! on Supergirl. I don't know if that's how you say his name. It's a long-running tradition that we don't know how to say people's names. Uh, that actually should be in our opening what? credits. DC on screen, welcome to all the stuff about things on screen where we don't know names. Here's our show. <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg said in a statement, uh, Greg Berlanti and I have wanted to work with Tyler for ages, so this worked out perfectly because Tyler is Superman. We are so thrilled and humbled to add another amazing actor to the legacy of this iconic character. It's kind of weird that they cast actually have a person playing Superman now on this show. I think they finally kind of got the show to the point where it wouldn't be as weird. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, I mean, I I, I, I yeah. can't elucidate, but still, it... Like if they had done this in episode five, I would have been annoyed, kind of saying, all right, well, look, you, your whole point was she's Supergirl. She can handle this herself. She's got all the same stuff he does. Why are we worried about her? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they, really did, especially with the um, Reactron episode where he straight up says, mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't take care of the problem. You did. Good job. I, I, what do you want me to tell you? Good work. Yeah. So Supergirl is adding another leading man. This is going to be a series regular character named Nick Farrow. Hmm. Um, He is a brash leading man who butts heads with Kara at Catco. Uh, He's the son of a famous uh, son of a famous and popular news correspondent and is looking to make a name for himself in the news world. But the question of whether he can leave behind his former selfish and hedonistic ways will constantly arise. Hmm. In hanging out with Kara, the hero and Nick might finally come out. Uh, that doesn't sound interesting at all to me. Uh, they're going to have to rename him. <laughs> Why? Just they'll have to give me a character I care about. <laughs> uh, um, apparently there there's a, uh, I'll put up a link to this, but over at supergirl.tv, they've, uh, they have a, a side and it's like test character dialogue mm-hmm. that's been sent out, that's sent out to casting directors. And um, they have these little scenes that may or may not actually be in the show with both Nick Farrow and um snapper car dear lord so yeah it looks like based on these though that like Kara is going to be a reporter she's going to be a journalist just like clark that's what she chose to do uh okay just okay i don't know what else i could possibly say other than okay yeah well i don't know i'll give it this um it seems to work for him seems to work for and him and she does actually I, already I, work know. at a publishing company Sure. And they're going to need someone to do some reporting because uh, apparently we're not still, we're not sure about Callista Flockhart's contract since they moved the uh, production I haven't site. seen it actually, yeah, I haven't seen it actually um, come out as news or anything, but I've heard that the role will be diminished. They're, the only thing I can say with any certainty and in quotations is still in talks about, mm-hmm. the, like, the, the issue is they moved production from L.A. to Vancouver, so... Apparently, Flockhart was happy to go, you know, commute to work, but not fly right. to another country, mm-hmm. which sounds entirely fair to me, because that's a 15-hour flight, and there's not enough value in the world for me. Right. But um, I don't know. I don't get paid what she does. Maybe I could focus on that in the air. Mm-hmm. $2 million. $2 million. $2 million. $2 million. I don't know. They're still talking to her. Maybe I can, like, crunch her. Ro- I think that's what they are trying to do, is crunch her role down to a point where she can go, okay, I'll take three weeks off here come up film your thing come back and Mm -hmm. continue making out with harrison ford (laughs) right they've been married long enough they don't still make out (laughs) um (laughs) jumping over to the flash greg berlanti on twitter at grant gustin said Mm. i'm cool with you telling them the title smiley face oh grant 
tweeted out in all caps flashpoint this is not a drill mm. he then said just go ahead on twitter just again drink it in guys just drink it in we're definitely doing this flashpoint thing our own way i've read flashpoint i've seen the amazing animated film this will be its own thing that sounds good too I, mm-hmm. The concept of it is what was was uh, worth taking away. I don't. The animated film was fantastic, by the way. We we don't need to redo yeah. that. Um, yeah. Oh man, I mean, you get to the end of that film where 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 Bruce reads the letter. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. If your throat doesn't close up, I don't know if I can trust you as a human. <laughs> so the Latin Times is reporting that uh, Andrew Kreisberg is going to be giving us more Gorilla City. Oh, you know he wants to. Uh-huh. They've been trying to. They've been trying to feed that for a while. So you want to talk about all the big Arrow news? <laughs> Hit me up. So they've added two vigilantes to the show. Yep. Um, Josh Seaborn or Wild Dog. Yep. Who is a very small character, very, very, very obscure character, um, who had his own miniseries in 1987. Because <laughs> in an infinite series of universes. Yeah, uh, he is a former star athlete and Marine who turned to vigilanteism when his girlfriend was murdered because of her secret mob ties. This is a character, he's going to uh, be played by Rick Gonzalez of Mr. Robot and Reaper. Reaper! Um, he is described as a new vigilante in Star City whose reckless and cocksure nature prompts Green Arrow to take him under his wing. Uh, we don't know what he's going to look like on the show, but in the comic book, he pretty much just looks like Casey Jones from <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is or funny. Sportsmaster from uh... Steve. <laughs> don't bring up Sportsmaster, no. man. <laughs> Young Justice legitimizes Sportsmaster. <laughs> you will never trust me on that until you've seen it, but I swear. I know. Okay. Um, nah, I think this is. No, I would a... rather have Sportsmaster I, I... from Young Justice than Casey Jones. Yeah, even I if it is, is Stephen Amell, which basically is Arrow think, with smiles, yeah. right? I think this is more of a ha ha ha. Stephen Amell basically played a very similar character in TMNT. <laughs> um, the other part of that is they are bringing in Adrian Chase, freaking vigilante mm-hmm. from the comics. Um, That's a Josh Segarra deep pool too. Ch- yeah, Chicago PD and Trainwreck uh, is going to be playing the quote ally of mayor oliver queen um who wants to help put central city's legal system back in order and stamp out corruption of course um so he's going to be like the he's going to be the da the new da uh, in star city but he his family was also gunned down <laughs> so that happens he became the vigilante i i feel like they're i feel like the writers watched daredevil season two <laughs> And went, who do we got? Who do we got? They couldn't, they cannot be oblivious to what's going on, to like the Arrow Reddit becoming the Daredevil Reddit. Like, no, I mean, the. And all of the hatred that The ex military enforcer that lost his family feels so Punisher that it's it's just, I mean, it's it's adorable, really. Mm hmm. And I would, I, I, I think I would be more annoyed by that, but it's freaking Benji from Reaper. Mm. And I, I'm so like that cat was so funny on that show that I, I, I I'm I'm going to have real trouble taking him seriously as like a, a night predator. I, I don't I, I'm sure the guy has range. I, I really am. I, I trust him. But damn, I'm going to I'm going to be fascinated watching it. I I'm a little worried that they're going to do something like, like, oh, he'll take wild dog under his under his wing. And even though wild dog is, you know, murderous and like 
he'll be like, oh, no, you have to be more like this guy over here. And, like, then it'll turn out Vigilante's the real bad guy. Right. I don't know. I just don't want this. Oh, that's a real possibility. (laughs) I I feel like it's going to just... Do you, do you also have the question about how close are they going to stick to the Vigilante costume, which is pretty much like a an early automatic pistol with a scuba suit? <laughs> I was th- yeah. He just always looked to me like he was about to go skiing. The dude could obviously go skiing or at least snorkel at a at a moment's yeah. notice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, Legends will have multiple villains. Apparently, uh, Brandon R- uh, Routh is saying uh, Le- season two of Legends of Tomorrow might be more like Arrow and The Flash, where we have a couple of smaller villains that come in. There will be a season-long nemesis, and he will come and go throughout the season, so we don't always have to be focused solely on that. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it got a little flack for just kind of forgetting yeah. that it had a, a main theme sometimes. We might have been now, part uh, of that flack. Sorry. He says... There's going to be some fun. Uh, sorry, there's going to be some nice, ch- fun changes. We're not going to be chasing Vandal Savage from time period to time period in every episode. There's going to be less pressure for the team. We'll have an opportunity for a bit more humor and camaraderie th- amongst the team in season two. Mark Guggenheim is saying, unlike season one of Legends, where we basically had the big bad introduced in the crossover, what we're going to do in season two of Legends will be more similar to what you've experienced in the first three seasons of Arrow or the first two seasons of Flash, where it's more of a slow reveal and a little bit more mystery. A little bit more of a mystery. Um, okay. I, I'm down for that. Yeah, let's make it a mystery who the villain is. That works. I, I The only thing that worries me about it is I was really excited about how they did uh, this season of Arrow. Because they kind of just pulled that card, I mean, immediately and said, this is our guy. Mm-hmm. And that guy was mm-hmm. fascinating. And then it happened to be the story kind of got out of control a little bit. And it, it, some of the mechanics of how that guy worked, like Dark got weird. It, it, it got, it, it bordered on farcical a couple of times about like, all right, what, what is it? What is it you can do? No, explain yourself. Mm-hmm. Explain You explain to me what is it you, you can and can't do, or I'm not going to continue the rest of this episode. Um, <laughs> obviously we did continue the rest of this episode, but, um, right. it got a little strange. More than a little. So it, 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 it had the payoff early on of us going, oh man, I love this guy. And, uh, man, we've got, uh, how many dozens of minutes of us just talking about, oh my God, Damien Dark is so fun. We love this guy. We love this guy. And then there's just that mm-hmm. bit at the end where we go, okay, we don't know where this went. We don't know what went wrong. We don't, what happened yeah. for the most part, it paid off, um, I mean, I have a good idea of <laughs> they didn't really establish rules. That yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to sum it up. Um, and then even when it seemed like they were hinting at rules, they would kind of push the envelope a little bit more, and you were just left back where you started. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. So th- there was the trade-off of how much we enjoyed it early on in the season, as opposed to hey, you get the big reveal at the end of the season or or the midway point. You know, somewhere in December, you're going to get this giant payoff of oh, this is what we're dealing with. Late November, maybe. Either way. So Nick Zano has also joined the cast of Legends of Tomorrow as Dr. Nate Haywood, hmm. which means that he's probably going to become the third Commander Steel, Citizen Steel. Hmm. All right. JSA is on the way. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, that was, the, that was probably the most rewarding part of that Legends of, uh, finale, right? Those last few seconds? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, I giggled and tittered. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I, I think I've got some bad news for you and some good news for you. All right. You remember how they were talking about how Netflix wasn't be going to be getting those uh, CW shows for a really long time? Yeah, Warner Brothers. Uh, Warner Brothers was trying to kind of um, <clears throat> curb the cord cutter enthusiasm. Yeah, well, Variety is reporting that Netflix and the CW are close to finalizing a deal that will really speed up that process. They're going to speed up the availability of the uh, of the like the Flash and Arrow and Legends on uh, on Netflix. That's awesome. It would just they would be getting it just two weeks after each season ends. Oh shit, that's good. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, if I can't catch it, I have to head to Hulu because you get it's like a twenty four hour thing there. Pretty much past midnight yeah. at I want to say it's like midnight Pacific. I'm not sure. I've never timed it because I I can't stay up that long. Um, that's that's the bad news. The Hulu deal has ended. Oh, <laughs> that's why it's happening. Um, all right, there had to be a gut. I got check. Yeah. But the CW shows will apparently still be available on CWTV.com and right. the, and the app, you know, and, uh, where's the, the Kickstarter for CWTV to upgrade their servers? <laughs> it will be advertiser rep- uh, supported, uh, on CWTV. Oh, that's fine. The advertisers send in their stuff at less quality so I can watch the ads just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In season access will remain limited to a rolling five, most recent episodes. Um, so it'll be on CWTV.com and the affiliate stations, uh, video on demand providers. All right. All right. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, um, bordering on rolling off the, the Hulu sites. So, uh, does that mean the deal is going to take place over the summer? Pretty much. If you haven't watched the finale, uh, get to it. Well, the existing deal is supposed to expire or believed to expire in, uh, early October, apparently. Okay. Well, yeah, that'll be that. Gonna have to clean out the DVR. <laughs> That's all I got on news, man. Well, crap. What? Just so sad it's over. I know. Relatively exciting week. Yeah. It doesn't have to be over. We could just make up news. Um, Aquaman's gonna lose his hand somewhere during the film. <laughs> the Green Lantern will in, at some point be subtitled Parallax. It's been reported that Michael Keaton has been confirmed to play a piece of gum. On Green Arrow's shoe. Yes. He will be voiced by Christian Bale. In, in an Arrow Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. crossover. <laughs> Night Owl's Patrick Wilson is confirmed in Legends of Tomorrow 203. <laughs> oh, man. He will be playing the Blue Beetle. <laughs> which, I, incidentally, is apparently how he was conceived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just, read some, just read some weird background notes on a... On, on some pages on that. It was pretty fascinating. Danielle Panabaker has left The Flash. That's that's rough. S- Very sources rough. Sources state it was because of season three's, uh, the season three, episode two title, Fleshpoint Paradox. <laughs> she refused to participate. <laughs> Our hearts are with her. <laughs> Cisco's role has tripled since her, her, her evacuation. Oh. Cisco was reported to say, more like Frigid Frost. Right. The CW's Friday nights will be filled with a, uh, a, a news show airing 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, um, called The Question. That'd be nice. You know what the sad part about that one is? How much we'd love it. <laughs> the thing is, it's going to be called The Question, but it's actually a question slash Dr. Fate buddy comedy. Oh, the director of Rush Hour has been brought in. Oh, it is said to be executive produced by a bunch of people's names who we've forgotten. 
Right. Right. This just in. DC supervillain Eclipse reportedly chews Eclipse gum. <laughs> but only for the sponsorship deals, he actually prefers the Sean White brands. He prefers Winter Frost. <laughs> Oh, oh! hey, that's something we haven't told the audience. We got our tickets for The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. In theaters. Yeah. July 25th. Yeah. I, all, all we know for sure right now is uh, we'll have a, a review of that out. I, I guess a spoiler-free slash spoiler review. I don't know. It's The Killing Joke. I mean, How many spoilers can we possibly have? Oh, and here's the thing. Here's something. We're going to see it <laughs> with Scott from the Suicide Squad cast. Yes, we are. And here's something even you don't know. Our buddy, Christopher White, is coming. Nice. All right, that'll be fun. (laughs) That'll be really fun. Yeah, he got his tickets yesterday, he told me. Cool. He's coming to our showing. (laughs) Bring it on, Chris. Bring it on. He does not live in our state. We bought one extra ticket (laughs) for Dr. Manhattan. That's the creepy thing, guys. He doesn't even live here. He just appears. He appears when he is needed. (laughs) For he is the white. (laughs) He is the white. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to go grab him from the. He's a. He's a truck driver. I'll have to go grab him from the truck stop. But ah, yeah, that's, that's not happening. Too bad. Not too bad on your route. No. Oh, what else? I got bitten by a fire ant. It's fascinating. Yeah. Unless it's appearing in a Marvel movie, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Ant Man Three, Fire Ant, Dave's destruction. <laughs> it's just two hours of me trying to poke myself with a needle to get the pus out. You're right. Right. Well, the first 30 minutes is... It's the weird thing. I didn't even notice when it happened. I just looked down and went, what the hell is that? Right. Why is it filling it with pus? What is this? (laughs) Why why has pestilence come upon me? (laughs) Um, What did I do? Oh, I didn't watch Apocalypse. Damn it. That makes sense now. We haven't watched Apocalypse. I think... Is that still a we? I have not seen Apocalypse. I don't I have either. a plan to go see Apocalypse. I, I haven't. I, have, I, I have not had time, and I, I just. Oh. I keep forgetting it exists. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Like I just, I don't I mean, want to spend money to go see this thing. I haven't had a bunch of people saying, "Damn it, man! What are you doing with your life? Go watch this movie." Right. I see. The way I feel about it is like I'm gonna have to spend money on it anyway because I have all the other X Men movies. Oh, so you know you're contractually so, tied. I'm contractually tied to actually just go ahead and purchase it if right. it, if this if it wasn't strong enough to keep me away from X Men Origins Wolverine, it's not going to be with this one. That's but fair. I don't want to pay for it twice. That's fair. So I just nah, mm. uh, I, I feel you. I'll probably just come over Deadpool to your house and watch more it then. times. I I would go see Deadpool four more times before I even considered seeing Apocalypse. It's not in theaters, but I, I'll bet out of just sheer hey, I've got two hours. What I'm going to oh. I'll just throw on Deadpool. Mm-hmm. I'll bet that happens. Mm-hmm. Like Deadpool was the only thing that got me home from a flight. The only it, thing. I, yes, yes, the only thing. My fear of flying is is uh, is marked. I I <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Like I understand yeah. the science of why planes stay in the air, but it feels like black magic. I, like, <laughs> they're they're in the air, and right. I. I Again, I completely understand why they stay there, why they get there, how they come down safely. I get it. It just doesn't make it feel any better. So mm-hmm. while I'm up there, and I I can feel the variations. Like I can feel when there's acceleration and you tilt a little bit to gain, you know, gain a little altitude. I can feel when you decelerate just to drop a little bit. I, all of that changing, 
all of that feels like the end of the world to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was pretty happy on the uh, the international flight to Jamaica to find that one of the one of the films Delta was was offering was Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, it also offered absolutely anything that Simon Pegg, Robin Williams uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would amused, be able to see that still. It, it amused me. It was yeah. It was not fantastic. Just didn't have the heart <laughs> of a normal. Like it, Simon Pegg films have heart. Like they mm-hmm. when they're done correctly, you you feel everything he feels. Uh, this one was it was it was funny, but it, there's just something missing. Something to that magic of of uh, you know a Shaun of the Dead or or a Hot Fuzz even. Um, mm-hmm. And I, this wasn't, as far as I know, that wasn't written by him. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I, I don't. It's been too long. Because me and you were talking about like three years ago. But right. that thing was available. And I thought, oh, my God, I've got to see that. So that got me to Jamaica. Um, mm-hmm. Watching that and then watching about the first 30 minutes of Deadpool. And then uh, getting back, giant plane. You would think that it would do better with the turbulence. But we left Jamaica in a hell of thunderstorms. And we arrived in Atlanta in a hell of thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. And between that was a bunch of shit. I, I've, I, and I was, I was literally in the back of the plane. Like, like I, th- there's a, there's a spot in the plane where you're the guy who can feel the toilets flushing behind you. Yeah. I was that guy. So oh. those toilets, again, feel like vacuums coming out of the, the air. Uh, it, it feels like there's been a puncture in the side of the plane and you're about to lose all air pressure. If you're one of the guys like me with a fear of flying. So, um, it was an entirely nervous thing, and all I could possibly do was watch an, a very long flight. I mean, I was on row, like, 36. So there's 36 rows that get served before I do as far as alcohol goes. Uh-huh. Um, I, by the time she was at row, like, 20, I was really freaking out. Like, all right, I've got, guys, how much can you give me right now? Because I've got to calm down. I, I, we're, you, you realize the plane is shaking, right? You realize, you realize we're going up and down at a rate that is absolutely unforgivable. Mm-hmm. I was not enjoying myself. The only that thing that kept terrible. me locked in. Oh no, I was, I was, uh, I was pretty miserable. I've, and, um, um, I've never flown. God, like, I envy ever, that. I've never been on a plane. Envy that so thoroughly. Um, and I, you know, my girlfriend Bethany, she's flown, mm-hmm. and uh, our friend Brandon, he's flown. Most people have. It's just, uh, you know, I wish uh, I was those minority people. But they kind of, you know, are like, eh, you know, it's not the the biggest deal. Blah blah blah. Okay. I know people who um, actually enjoy it. It's a, it's a romp. They only like don't enjoy it when they kind of get stuck by somebody and blah 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 and blah blah. And look, in theory, I I I, I get it. But yeah. No, no, for me, I'm just I I have a fear of heights anyway. I'm one of those guys where yeah. like if I look over a ledge that's more than about 30 feet high, nah, I'll give myself 45 feet high. I'll give myself that. Uh-huh. But if I look over the side of a like two-storied roof, uh-huh. I can feel that thing in the pit of my stomach saying, <gasps> don't go there. Well, fuck, I know okay. not to go there. I know, brain. Why are you doing this to me? Why give me the extra I... anxiety? All right, so when we were talking about shooting some Batman sketches for maladjusted.tv, Mm-hmm. I was thinking like I had a specific building in mind that is located in Birmingham that has a really good shot of the city from the roof. Right. And I was thinking about, since I was playing Batman, uh, getting a shot, which would not even require me. It looks like it's on the edge, but it's not on the edge because there's still like a railing a little further out. Right. I was like thinking about this. The thought occurred to me that the wind might pull the cape over the side. I couldn't go to sleep that night. Yeah. Yeah. The mere thought. Of, like, what would happen. Like, I could imagine myself being on the edge of that, the wind pulling the cape over, me getting pulled over to the side. Yeah. 
like I'm getting kind of weird just talking about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like uh, a couple years ago, uh, our friend Brandon, um, his girlfriend Katie wanted me to come uh, stay with them for like a week, and she was like, "And you know, we'll we'll pay for you to fly." I crumpled physically crumpled <laughs> when i read the text message like I it's a, it's a hell of a thing to turn down wall. i i i i couldn't breathe like i thought i was gonna die i was like the time has come and i crumpled <laughs> I, I have to go um, three miles above terra firma oh my god what am i gonna do <laughs> i wound up driving there and just yeah. like yeah screw yeah. that you're not paying for a plane i'm not doing that i'll yeah. come but i'm i'm gonna drive the six hours as opposed to flying the hour and yeah. a half or whatever yeah three hours whatever it was and like, they're no, gonna I'll be drive the six hours they're gonna be so many people that tell you like hey you drove you drove uh how many is it six hours is it six that uh, can't be a six hour drive yeah yeah is it only a six know, hour drive that was more yeah, they're going to be people that say, look, yeah. it's a six-hour drive with like a 4% chance of a, a really uh, terrible outcome versus a mm-hmm. one-and-a-half-hour flight. And it, by my count, would have actually been a one-and-a-half-hour flight because we passed over it mm-hmm. with about a point zero something outcome of, of uh, terribleness. I understand. Right. I get the numbers. I don't yeah. care. That's how fear works. <laughs> we will never be the bat. No. No. Like, no, no, I no. I was like, ah, I know. I There's know never going to be a, a Jason peering from the rooftops of any goddamn thing. Yeah. Never. Uh, no. I, uh, I, yeah, I get it. I know. Much more likely I'll get in a wreck on the road driving down there. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> I, I, I have nearly passed out on the third rung of a ladder. <laughs> yeah. I'm like 6'4". Like, I've gotten dizzy standing up too quickly. Like, <laughs> I got high really quickly. and <laughs> Got really high really quickly. If you're on an so air mattress that night, <laughs> that's a lot of distance. <laughs> Little X, a lot of Y. No, I, I I admit fully though the uh, the the drive back or <laughs> drive back I wish, um, flight back from Jamaica was uh, oh thank God for Deadpool and I've seriously uh, Christopher White was blessed enough to have sent me that DVD I've watched that movie mm-hmm. probably fifteen times by now mm-hmm. if not watched it just had it playing in the background it's it's been around me probably that many times and um, yeah 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 I, I I still knew pretty much every line that was coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point, because I couldn't just watch and be engulfed and forget where I was. So at this point, I was trying to, like, remember each line, like, reconstruct the script in my head just to give myself something to do to distract myself. Mm-hmm. You know the, the, the weird part, though? Um, it's not weird. Um, when he starts, like, punching and kicking Colossus, I still laughed out loud on a plane wearing headphones. Uh-huh. And the people next to me still looked at me like, what are you doing? Well, I'm laughing in a movie. You're watching a movie, too, except you're watching Ride Along, too. So that's your fault. I'm watching Deadpool. <laughs> we we all had the same access to the same movies, and I made a better choice with my life. But, but he's still like you ever hear the one one legged man at the ass kicking contest, and I I'm still just laughing my ass off. Yeah. By the way, I love the fact that even though you're drowning in your own fear, you can still muster the energy to get a little judgy. <laughs> it's right along too, man. What do you expect? <laughs> oh. And I watched it. Kind of out of the corner of my eye the entire time, and it looked kind of bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it. Might have been the funniest damn film ever. I don't know, but I have my suspicions. 
know. I don't know. I think uh, I think we should call this episode, man. We should bring her in for a landing. How apropos. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'll look at the trending real quick and make sure we're not missing anything that just popped up since that happened last week. Okay, someone just leaked the, the news from tomorrow. Yeah. You never know. You never know. All right. I'm not seeing anything, so. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us over at iTunes. You can find us at Stitcher. Um, we are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com to check out all the amazing shows uh, over on the network, like the Blazing Defender Report and Breaking the Panel. And even though apparently they're not doing anything right now, Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast with Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall, our, our buddies over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't put up a, an episode in like three weeks or something. So Oh, it's the downtime. I don't know what's happening. Where are you guys? We'll see you soon. Um, you wonderful bastards <laughs> so it is june 20th which means that we are encroaching ever so lightly upon the suicide squad cast dc on screen epic crossover uh where we review batman and robin it's gonna be a two-part episode one part with them one part with us yeah so that'll we'll be recording that on the 2nd of july and that should be out the, probably the next day Anywho, we will talk to you guys next week with more news, reportedly, I would assume, uh, with the Justice League big-ass news that is yet to drop, Mm -hmm. and other things, I'm sure. Until then, keep some DC on your screen. You want cash. You want to get stuff done. So what do you do? You buy 5-Hour Energy, of course. You upload the receipt to 5hewin.com, then find out if you instantly won 10, 100, or even $1,000. Then you drink that 5-Hour Energy and cut through your to-do list like a hot knife through butter. 5-Hour Energy, the official sponsor of getting stuff done. No purchase necessary. Must be 18 and a legal resident of the U.S. Ends June 30th, 2021. For rules, visit 5hewin.com slash rules. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.